2: the gates and ready to go outkick 360 is underway wednesday edition is here from sixth and peabody with yeehaw beer and old smoky moonshine chad withrow is right here i'm jonathan hutton paul koharski back with us next week he is on a beach somewhere to be fair i don't even know which beach it is chad
1: i know that it's uh the beach that he once swore off is not really a, a beach or an ocean it's the gulf yeah, somewhere. he doesn't like the Gulf. It's well, he somewhere prefers on the Atlantic.
2: He prefers the Atlantic. There's nothing wrong with 30A, though. Oh, well,
1: he's he's come around now where he likes it. But remember, there were years where he would say, oh, this quaint little inlet, this swamp, yeah, this right. pond that you guys like to go to where I go to an actual ocean. I grew up on the ocean in New Jersey where the Atlantic Ocean is right there. But now Paul has come around. All we know about Paul Hutton is that over the weekend, he sent us one picture of the beach. And that's it. That's all the interaction we've had with him all week. So we assume he's having a great time.
2: We have a jam-packed show today. And right off the bat, uh, on social media, we've been promoting Philip Fulmer was going to join us today at uh, 220 Central, 320 Eastern. Literally, Coach just sent me a text. His grandchildren are at his house. And he asked if we could push to Monday. And I said, absolutely. So Philip Fulmer will uh, join us on Monday, which gives us plenty of time to react to the big headlines of the day. Coming up later this hour and throughout the show, David Tyree, Super Bowl legend with the helmet catch. He joins us an hour from right now. Uh, Should be a a great conversation. He's been on our our previous shows in the past. Always a great guest. He joins us in hour number two. Dan Dockich is also on the show today. Plenty to get into as we begin the biggest headline out there is the Live Tour, which was denounced and thrown to the wayside by so many, is now the talk of the media and of the golfing world because some of the best golfers in the world are choosing the Live Tour, the Saudi backed, financed Live Tour, over the PGA Tour, saying, Hey, PGA, you're threatening all these things, I resign. A number of them have done it. Earlier this week, we discussed that Phil Mickelson was doing it. Dustin Johnson was doing it. I mentioned yesterday Bryson DeChambeau was one to watch. Today, we find out Bryson DeChambeau is also joining the lift Tour. Chad, the best golfers are joining, and there is a game-breaker in this because while the PGA has threatened to fine and suspend players who went to play in this league, The USGA, which runs the US Open, has said Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and others, they can play in the US Open. That means that at least three of the majors, I would presume, although we haven't heard from all three, we know the US Open, three of the four majors are going to allow these guys to play in their championships. I would presume the Masters will welcome back all of these former champions who are performing in the Live Tour. There's nothing to suggest they, they wouldn't do that. And the Open itself, the British Open, which is coming up later. Chad, that's a game breaker. And now we see the waterfall effect of all of the names who were linked to the Live Tour a month ago that would, wouldn't come close to even releasing much of a statement other than to say, hey, we're, we're sticking around the PGA Tour. They're now joining... And and going to what is turned into a very good crop of players.
1: Well, let's go down the list of officially, or at least reportedly, uh, some have not spoken on it yet. Some have, but reportedly or announced that they're leaving the PGA well, tour, it's coming out, tour.
2: Let's say the reportedly, it's coming out through the participant list of next week's tournament in London. That's how a lot of the media members are finding out as the names become official as they register. They're announcing those that are going to be a part of this tournament next Thursday. Yeah, and
1: I read the Guardian report out of the UK that they're the ones getting a lot of this information, and the wording of it is the two latest ones today. Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, who's the 2018 Masters champion, they are leaving the PGA Tour for the Live Tour. Now, I don't know if that is a statement from those guys or their reps that we are not you know, paying money to the PGA, we're not going to participate, we're out of the PGA, or... That's the Guardian reporting on what the PGA has said, that if they participate in this tour or a tournament, then they're out of the PGA. Um, because Phil Mickelson says, I'm going to keep my PGA membership, basically in hopes that they come around and I can play you know PGA Tour again. This is a very layered story. And I don't even know where to come at this first when you look at what's going on right now. One thing to be clear that we need to say, the Saudis have sports interest in a lot of different avenues, okay? This is not just unique to golf. This is now more unique to American sports because they are attacking, I shouldn't say attacking, they are trying to outwardly compete with an American sports institution, which is the PGA Tour. They're not going after the NBA. The NBA is partnering. You know, there's, there's other sports companies in the United States that are partnering with the Saudis. But this is the first time they have used their money to say, we can have a superior product and outbid for golfers for our tour as opposed to the United States. But the Saudis have money interest in Formula One. They have money interest in the EPL, which I know a lot of people who are bashing Phil Mickelson and others for leaving for this tour. I guarantee they have a favorite EPL team in English Premier
2: League. Well, the Saudis have had money there for years. Oh, there's so many examples of So the there's, there's a lot of that here. going out. There's a pick and choose. Yeah, Uh, this is not a uh, uh, as much as uh, this started as uh, everyone against the Saudi backed live tour and the greed of Phil Mickelson. I said at the time, like there are so many examples of professional sports organizations or entertainment companies that have Saudi backed money that on a daily basis we consume in some way. Uh, or or choose to look the other way, as sad as that sounds. You can feel bad and and against and stand against what they're about in many ways. But it's not like Phil Mickelson is the first to take the money and look for an opportunity for a better payday. And I also said at the time, it's ridiculous that Phil Mickelson has to pay a licensing fee for his own highlights on the PGA Tour. If he wants to put something together, For the match. And I was ripped for that on the show. Turns out all the other golfers agree with it. But because of the PR nightmare of the individuality of the sport, they didn't want to be canceled the same way others were trying to cancel Phil Mickelson. That's the reality. Because no one's looking to cancel the National Basketball Association, which a month after the firestorm of Phil Mickelson happened, they announced the preseason game uh, in a doubleheader that was going to be taking place over in Jeddah. So, uh, it, it, again, like th- that was not covered nearly to the extent as the Mickelson uh, incident was. And a, a lot of this was his comments in the book that was released at the exact time of the promotion of the launch of the biography that was put out there, a month after, uh, where st- the strategy worked well for Shipnook. And, and he did the right thing by recording the conversation. It was definitely on the record. I'm on the side of the author of this. But no one else jumped on board other than Mickelson when he thought players like Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau were going to do the same. That's also mentioned in the biography uh, entitled Phil, where we, we talked with Shipnick about that. Chad, th- this is more about Mickelson than it was anything else. And it was an attempt to cancel him. And quite frankly, this is one example where it hasn't worked. In fact, it has backfired on the PGA Tour. And there are some big questions with this now. Because it, if you're the PGA Tour, and you were, you were asking this question off air before we started the show, and I think it's a great one. How do you now react to what the USGA has said with the U.S. Open? Saying, yes, Mickelson and Dustin Johnson, they're welcome. Because they're on the exempt list to get in the qualifiers, they've already you know pre-qualified based on the exempt list. You asked the question: oh, What does the PGA Tour do now, considering what their stance has been, which has been very open-ended and vague? It's we're gonna we could find we could suspend, but we really don't know what that means. How do you now react to player after player, and and again very recognizable names joining the Live Tour, knowing that. They could be waving goodbye to the PGA, and they don't care. Well, a few
1: things here. So, Phil Mickelson, um, he's not completely innocent here in this. Phil Mickelson said that it was off the record in conversation because reading back his quotes, I guarantee he did not like how he came across uh, as very uh, ungrateful to the PGA Tour. He didn't just take the money and run and shut up like Dustin Johnson did or like Patrick Reed has done, or Bryson DeChambeau. So the response is in part because of that. Now, is there hypocrisy? Because, because he
2: admitted he was do- He had thought the way he thought, and he didn't care because he was taking the money.
1: Yeah, and, and he talked... And, and Because the way- it was against well, the PGA. Well, look, I, I'm going to disagree with you on this. You know, if I wanted to make a highlight reel for something else I'm doing, and I'm a Fox employee, I'm, I, they're, they're probably going to charge me or say no if I go and get Fox Property to put together a highlight film to do something else that's out there. So I don't think that's – that's not uncommon for employer-employee
2: no, it, relationship. It's not a highlight reel. Mickelson and TNT can't use his famous shot at the Masters out of the pine straw.
1: Yeah, that, and that's that, – but that's fine. I guarantee you if our employer said, don't do that on this network or use this
2: highlight of your show – we would have to abide by that. Would I be pissed off? No, we off? would not. Sure. I, because I, uh, we own our IP now. So uh, again, like w- we have that contractually okay, well where then, we have the intellectual property. Then blame Phil Mickelson for not having a better agent no, to get that in his no, contract. No, it's not his agent. It's Do you want to play or not? That was his whole point. There is no alternative to a pro well, league my point, my- that's going to allow you this access. But he was the only one to say, I'm taking the money, no matter what the live tour is backed by, because I don't stand for what the PGA is trying to hold me against, and this is a great opportunity. It's, it's, it's no different than no one expects you to have another offer, but when you come to the table with one, you call their bluff.
1: Well, my point is, it's not the PGA's fault that they're the best option and there's no second-place option. If I were told in negotiating here or anywhere else, hey, we can do everything you want in this contract – but we're not going to give you the rights to your IP, I may have still taken the job. Phil Mickelson decided with all the options that I'm taking this job.
2: But Now, if he wants
1: to leave and take the money, he should still also, you can acknowledge that I got really famous and made a ton of money in sponsorship and everything else, in
2: part because I was a part of this big thing. But again, he's, he's not saying like PGA should give me this. He's saying I'm leaving because they don't give me this. And he was saying what everyone else behind the scenes was talking about. And if you don't believe that, they've just confirmed it because they're all following well, not everyone, what they're doing. Not everyone.
1: Let's be fair. I mean, that they've got, what, 25 people? There are a lot of other pros, Jordan Speed, Tiger Woods, the biggest one on the planet, that have, have doubled down and said they're staying loyal to the PGA Tour. Look, I, if you want to take the money, Take the money. I've got no issue with Phil Mickelson on this. I agree with you, Hutton, that there's a lot of media members talking out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to human rights violations in Saudi Arabia. They will stay silent on the NBA. There's no doubt about it. That oh, pisses me off. Let's take it bigger And than there's that. a double standard with that. And I think Phil Mickelson, as a rich white man in his 50s, it's easier to attack him because he's been a bad gambler. And he got hard up for money. And he spoke out against the PGA Tour. I think all those factor into it's easier to jump on and attack Phil Mickelson. And I don't think it's fair.
2: And I think it's a double standard. Uh, A double standard on the individual here. Because while everyone was on uh, and against Mickelson doing this, the entire time, Google and Facebook were live streaming this tournament in London. And the same companies that pulled sponsorships are the same companies who are going to advertise or pay for their product to be a part of the first things that pop up on a Google search or a Facebook ad because they're about making the money more than they are standing against whatever it might be across the globe. That's just a fact, and they're not saying it either, but Mickelson said it, And that's why he was attempted to be canceled. I
1: I think that it's... I've been very consistent with this throughout the history. Not just this show, but our other show, too. It is an extremely slippery slope when you want to play the outrage game. Yes. And by the outrage game, I mean when you want to come in angry, willing to take a stand, willing to do all these things, and even sacrifice some of your money because you're taking a stand on something, and you are a major, major company, corporation sports league, sports team, whatever it may be, journalists for that matter, media company, when you want to decide this is important to me but all these other things aren't, it's a slippery slope when you're in the money-making business. And it always will be. And this is another classic example. You hate Phil Mickelson because he takes Saudi blood money. But you're silent when the NBA does it. You're silent when, as Hutton as you said, when Facebook and Google does it. Um, there's a lot of stories up at our site right now, OutKick, about LeBron James is an activist. There's no way around it. LeBron James has every right to speak out against whatever he wants, and he does that often. But yet LeBron James is silent when a white teenager is murdered at his school. Uh, and he's calling for at people to find murders there yeah. at his high school that I think he, he funds, that he's a part of backing for it. I say this not because I'm coming in outraged at LeBron James over this. LeBron James could do what he wants, but when you put yourself out there and you are a major institution, LeBron James is a major institution. The PGA Tour is a major institution. Um, ESPN is a major institution. If you pick sides and you say, I'm going to be outraged about this, but not this, you open yourself up to being a hypocrite. I think everything we've seen now, Hutton, this is what it's come down to. Because everyone who was outraged by Phil Mickelson has remained silent on everyone else. You know who else has gotten? I haven't heard much of a peep from PGA Tour. Their hardline stance of if you go do this, you play in one tournament, you're not coming back to our tour. Get out, see you. Give us your PGA Tour card. You're done. They're not saying anymore now because guess what? They can't make as much money if they don't have eyeballs on their product. And when all their stars leave, or a lot of them, they're going to have less eyeballs. This is affecting their bottom dollar right now. Not having Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, these guys, that's hurting them. It's not killing them. They can still put out a great product with everyone else that's left. We're still going to watch the PGA Tour. But here's here's kind of the next layer of this that I want to get into also. Maybe we can in the next segment or later. The sponsorship angle of it. RBC, great example. They sponsor two different events on the PGA Tour. They immediately pulled sponsorship of Dustin Johnson, who they have a great relationship with when he went to Saudi Arabia or went to this tour. How do they respond now if the PGA does not stand by their stance and not allow guys back on tour? Or if they say, you know, if we can't beat them, let's join them to an extent. There's healthy competition now, money-wise. They can go play in some of these uh, tournaments and come back to the PGA. Well, then do all the PGA sponsors that have played high and mighty on Phil Mickelson and others, do they then have to back it up and say, now we're not going to sponsor the PGA Tour? What is the cost analysis for the PGA? Either accept the fact these guys are going to do it for the money, and if they want to come back and play in one of your tournaments, that will in fact help your tournament. You allow them, but in doing so, you risk losing that same sponsorship dollar that they lost and going to Saudi Arabia? Or do you just continue to play
2: this hard line of they can't play at all? Here's the real question about RBC, and I'm using, we'll use them because we know they pulled this, we can use KPMG too um, with Mickelson, but RBC pulled from Dustin Johnson because RBC is also the presenting sponsor of the Canadian Open, which tees off on the same day. I, I can understand the conflict of interest there. However... The, it, it's To me, it's not about if they're going to all of a sudden decide they still want to be associated with said golfer in the live tour. To me, it's about the, the majors. The majors that are going to allow these guys to play. We know these, if they so choose, Mickelson can play in the U.S. Open. The USGA has already announced it. They released a statement immediately. If Dustin Johnson wants to, he's more than welcome. Same goes for, I'm presuming, the Masters, and the British Open, and the only one left is the PGA Championship. Well, the
1: first event in this is in London, so so I'm assuming the British Open is going to be okay with these guys playing in that
2: tournament if they want to. You would think, but then five of the next six events are in the United States, but there's some kind of outrage against all this.
1: Maybe, look, maybe the the, you can uh, always interact with us on Twitter, on the YouTube page, at Outkick360. I would love to hear from some of the golf aficionados out there I think everything with the PGA Tour is uncertain moving forward, other than the majors. Am I crazy for thinking that? I don't think there's any guarantees. Kind of but, on, uh, on on this tour but, because well, here's I think the majors are safe because here, they're going to allow these guys to come there's back. There's one key. There's it, one key. My point is this: if if Saudi Arabia and this this money and this this tour, Hutton, if they can afford 125 million dollars for Dustin Johnson, and look, everyone's running money, I guess eventually runs out or you're unwilling to spend more of it, and maybe they're starting to reach their budget of just buying guys. I mean, couldn't they just go double everyone's annual earnings right now? I mean, everyone. Go through 130 professional players in the PGA Tour, whatever. The number is say we will guarantee you at least two. And for the bigger players, we'll give you four or five times more. Guaranteed. Without playing in a match or winnings, you're going to make this right now. Couldn't they just buy the PGA Tour? And not just individual players?
2: I, I guess. Um, but in th- I mean, in, in reality, the players can, if, if something were to happen with this uh, live tour, they've got the money now where they just go and start their own The Match series, which Mickelson's already done. And they'll find a TV network to carry it. Mickelson's already done that too. And they've got now the, the players and the names to actually pull that off. With guys, if you put their name on the screen or print it in a, in a magazine or have it as a headline on your website, fans recognize that there's one key aspect to it that we can get into moving forward. Uh, that you, you mentioned Spieth is, is one of them, although he hasn't been you know, top of mind lately with some of his play. But there are others involved here, too. And every day now, we're, there's the trickle effect. There's always the next guy who's choosing to do this. We'll continue to go down that list and discuss what this all means. All that more straight ahead on Outkick 360.
1: Get ready for the
2: greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time
1: world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an
2: unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Looking forward to chatting with David Tyree coming up in roughly 30 minutes. Across the OutKick Network, this is OutKick 360. Chad, here here is the one big detail that the PGA can point to if they had a massive meeting, let's say boardroom meeting today. This live tour where you have, again, a a number of players now, Uh, if you're just joining us, we know Mickelson and Dustin Johnson are a part of the live tour as of this week. Bryson DeChambeau, Louis Oosthuizen, they have 19 players currently of the top 100 players in the world who have joined. There will be 48 players total per tournament based on the details of year number one of this, which launches next Thursday. The key detail is the PGA right now on their calendar, they have 46 events and the live tour has eight. Now the money's worth it to go but the rest of the lifeblood of the tour and all the tournaments and the TV contracts, every weekend, you can turn on the television and the PGA will be available to you. The structure of everything moving forward is fascinating, though, because of what Mickelson has complained about and how other players may respond moving forward based on money payouts if they're offered to join I mean, it gets to a point where if you're trying to keep it at 48, you're very selective on who can get in and who can't. So when do you choose to join? When do you sign up? And what are you making to initially jump into the live tour? That's the other key. They're paying money up front, apparently, to guys like DJ and Mickelson and others, DeChambeau. But the average 88th player in the world, is he, he's, he's not getting the $150 million to participate. So he has the PGA Tour, which is still vibrant and still factors into all of the majors.
1: Yeah, I wonder how much less vibrant it becomes if that 88th player on tour is one of the main
2: draws eventually. But, but so if you want... Now, won-
1: now by, by, just by numbers, right, the PGA Tour is going to be okay if they keep it at the 48 mm-hmm. and they go with this structure and they don't have a lot of tournaments. Uh, you could keep both schedules. It's a great time to be a pro golfer. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, you've got uh, competition now, right? It's not just go to the PGA Tour and excel and make money. It's, oh, I could go to this tour or this tour. I can pick and choose tournaments, which they were doing already, anyways, the top guys. But now you can really get into that and make a lot more money to participate in this LIV Tour. So it's great uh, for the pro golfers out there. I'm trying to see this through the lens of the PGA Tour and how to remain... They're still far and away. I mean, we haven't had one tournament yet. They're the most relevant of the professional golf leagues. So how do you maintain that and make sure there's not an even more serious threat
2: from this LIV tour? Well, but keep in mind, though, of the 46 events, that, that's how, if you have aspirations as a professional golfer to win a major, you know, to qualify to have points to then participate in the PGA Championship or uh, qualify for the Masters or whatever it might be. There are so many tournaments that allow you to win and automatically qualify that that's still the route to go unless you're getting the guaranteed money up front and you're one of the 48 that's competing for the $30 million purse or whatever it ends up being. So there's still a ton of reason to be a part of the PGA Unless you're the global brands of some of these guys who are willing to forego multi-million dollar uh, big-time advertising campaigns uh, to wear a logo on their sleeve and opt for teeing off in London and then five other courses around the United States, one in Jeddah, and then there's one other one that I'm forgetting at Bangkok. And then that's your annual deal other than the majors, as long as the majors allow them to continue to play. And we know the U.S. Open allows that. Point being, if you still want to compete at the highest level, it's still the PGA. So let's go with – I agree.
1: Let's go with a fine idea.
2: You know, they said we yeah. could
1: either ban them or fine them. <laughs> what do you uh, find these guys? Well, I mean, let's say it's a $1 million payback to get back into the tour. Like, isn't that an easy decision just to pay it from a financial standpoint yeah. with how much these guys are making to go play in the Live Tour? So then at least you do save some face if you're the PGA Tour. Like what if the PGA Tour just said, I'm, I'm trying to problem solve for them because they've talked themselves into a corner I think they want to get out of deep down because they don't want these guys to not play on tour ever again. They, they want them in their tournaments. But I don't think there's any, any what's doubt. What's
2: weird, though, is they've already denied them when all of these play these players asked for permission to join. Uh, they've already denied them. So do you randomly open it back up and say, you know what? You can all go. Welcome back.
1: It's not even you can all go. It's, look, we said in the beginning that there's going to be consequences. Either you'll be denied admission into the tour or tournaments, or you'll be fined. So what if they came back and said, all right, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, everyone, $1 million fine. One time, you pay the PGA the $1 million fine. Half of that money will go to a nonprofit fighting human rights violations in the Middle East or whatever, whatever you, you deem necessary. Do you save all face right there if you're the PGA Tour? You get everything. You get to appease uh, uh, woke people all over the planet no, the, the, by doing will, that and you get appeased. all your
2: players back. They will not be appeased. So the only way they're going to be appe- but... They're only appeased because they canceled them.
1: Let's be honest. I guess, yeah. That's sad, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking PGA business-wise, right? Oh, no. No, I, I'm, I I'm trying to see how you don't look like a coward because you go back on your word and you just allow them to come back with no penalty. But there's no doubt they want these guys back. And if Dustin Johnson decides to play in the Memorial or whatever – you know the whatever it's going to be named now that RBC is going to be out mm-hmm. for whatever their their Canadian Open is going to be. You want those guys in your tournament. So how do you get them back in the tournament while also punishing them in some way? You know, publicly spanking them, giving them a little pat, <laughs> give them a little swat on the rear end, and bring them back into the fold and look like you're doing the but what's what's necessary for world peace uh, so let me just flip
2: the flip the I'm playing argument. the role of oh, oh, like no. PR uh, firm uh, right oh. now so let me all right, here's it. how
1: we say face and everyone gets what they want because these guys also want to get back in the PGA tour they want to
2: double dip they want the best of all worlds well but they can have the best but what tell me what they want to do other than get paid and compete in the majors because right now they're going to be allowed to do three of the four presumably mm-hmm majors. So if you're, if you're uh, Dustin Johnson has said, I hope, uh, you know, I'm able to return, but if not like, man, see ya that, that sucks. Yeah. sign Um, Mickelson, I mean, if you're these guys, what, what you say, PGA says, you know what? We made a mistake. You're like, okay. Uh, we don't need you because we're still going to compete in the masters every April. We're going to compete in the U S open. We'll see you, uh, you know, at, playing at some of the links courses, in um, for the British Open, you know we'll miss out on the PGA Championship, but honestly, we knew that whenever we left. I mean, how, I, do, you, how do you get these guys well, back? It's just <laughs> Kevin Na. They've already made the Chad, decision. Kevin that, Na was really willing, willing to resign well, from the PGA. Hey,
1: let me. I'm trying to clearly communicate this here. So they've already put together the pros and cons list, right? Pros: 125 million. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing Dustin Johnson here. Right, right. 125 million. Only eight tournaments a year get to do whatever else I want the rest of the time. Cons, uh, human rights violations, uh, media smear campaign, loss of sponsors, all these different things, can't go back to PGA Tour. These guys have made the decision they're okay if the PGA Tour never allows them back, ever. So they've already made that calculation. So now I'm trying to save the PGA Tour Make sure we get the best golfers in the world that want to participate in it to be able to participate in it without making the PGA Tour look like they cowered to Saudi oil money and their big flex on them. So to me, the only way to bring everything back in the fold is these guys deep down, they want to play in the tournaments. They want to play in, right? I mean, I think if you pulled all of them, if they had their way, they'd go make all this money with the live tour and be able to come back to the States and compete on the PGA Tour when they want. I think the only way to do it is to, make, is to find them and let them pay that fine out of all the excess money they made with the Live Tour to come back into the fold and participate when they want. And, I mean, you're never going to make everyone happy. There's still going to be people that write mean columns about the PGA Tour and about everyone that, that did it, but I'm trying to find a way as the host of a sports show that wants to protect the sports that I like watching to appease everyone. And I think that's the only way to do it. The, the more I think
2: about it, that's the only way to do it. The other thing that they, you know, Tiger has been very vocal in backing the PGA, but Tiger, I mean, how many more events were we really going to watch him participate in? He's, he's announced that he, his sole focus now is the British Open um, and that the U.S. Open is not likely – uh, a, a an event he's playing in. So, how many more times are we watching him play other than the majors, where these guys are going to p- be participating too? So, which
1: matter way more than the other tournaments,
2: right? For four so, weeks a year. But like, if we're tuning in to watch Tiger because you know he backed the PGA, the same tournaments that he's trying to participate in, other than the sponsored tournaments where he may make an appearance to get sharp for a major. Um. Mickelson and DJ and all these guys are welcome to participate in those too because they're either past champions or they have an exemption. It is it's crazy to think about how how the tide has turned this fast because a month and a half ago no one wanted to be associated with this. And now Dustin Johnson says, you know, you know what? I'm I'm doing it. And well they and now and now the the headlines are no longer here's the stance that the PGA took and they're they're trying to keep all these players and they've denied permission and, you know, and then they throw out the, the line, like I'm reading a, a story from the Washington Post that says, the field is mainly made of aging European players, amateur and younger golfers, and little-known players from the Asian tour. You can't say that anymore. And it's happened literally within a four or five-day span. And I mean, honestly, these guys probably planned to do this all along. Yeah, I mean... As long as the money was was clearing. Yes, and
1: the guys that are jumping ship, they were just silent. Right. There were some that spoke out against Phil, but Ricky Fowler's another one who's been very indifferent on the Live Tour when asked about it, and he is the one that is suspected that's about to make the next announcement that he's jumped. (laughs) But I'll also say that it's not like these guys are running to the Live Tour with pride. (laughs) I mean, they're not calling press conferences... To talk to everyone about their decision to go to the live tour, they're taking the money, they're taking the money, they're going to to play there, they're just not saying anything. You know, Phil got in trouble and stepped in it because there were all these quotes, and then people who didn't like Phil came out of the woodwork and talked about right. him. Everyone else who's done it since silence. Has Dustin Johnson even spoke on it yet? I feel like he's the no, one he's person really, may have had a. he's has got these comments quote.
2: about you know
1: Deshambo. I know Deshambo and Reed as of right now have not said a word. It's just reported that they've left. It's knowledge they've left the PGA Tour the, for the Live Tour.
2: Again, the only thing DJ has said is he's resigned from the actual uh, PGA from the from the tour, and then committed to um, the the Live Golf Invitational International Tour. And he said he expects to play in the U.S. Open. So that's all we've heard. So. Uh, A lot more with this. There's plenty of other avenues to discuss with with where this could be headed. We'll we'll do that throughout today's show. Uh, Coming up in 20 minutes, David Tyree, uh, the helmet catch that lives in Super Bowl lore, one of the greatest plays in NFL history. Tyree's on the show today at the top of hour number two. Um, Later, Dan Dockich will join us. Uh, when we come back, a very cool event happening Father's Day weekend in Canton, Ohio. Justin Batt joins us uh, to tell us about the Fatherhood Festival and what could end up being a very cool event for Father's Day if you're looking to make the trek to Canton, Ohio to check out the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's next on Outkick 360.
0: You ready? Showtime.
2: If you've never been to Canton, Ohio, it is a bucket list trip. Not just for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I mean, that's that's the thing. You want to tour the hall. But there are cool things around the hall, like the Hall of Fame Village, that has been a part of an initiative to expand what Canton, Ohio is, is doing to make the trip more worthwhile than going for a a three-hour walk through the hall. OutKick 360 rolls on across the OutKick network. Jason Batt is, uh, excuse me, Justin Batt is with us. He is with the Fatherhood Festival, which is taking place, of course, Father's Day weekend, uh, a week from this weekend, Friday through Sunday. We've had several guests on uh, throughout the last couple of uh, 10 to 14 days, and there will certainly be a part of this. Uh, David Tyree, who's about to join us in 10 minutes, will be there next weekend as well. Justin, thank you so much for the time. And uh, what what a cool event taking place in the Hall of Fame Village there in Canton.
0: Well, thank you guys. And and we're excited to kick this thing off the first year. And we need to get Clay to dust off the bus and get you yes. guys from Nashville bus <laughs> up to Canton. Come on. I live in Nashville, too.
1: I'm afraid that um, bus has been decommissioned, but we may need to get a new bus and then we, get, take it up to Canton.
2: Justin, the first thing we need to do is to get Clay to actually ride on the bus and not just fly down somewhere. Right? Yeah, we would
1: get Clay off his private jet yeah. and actually, you know, hit the highway and see America as we drive Out. through it.
2: There you we're, go. We're all for it, though. Let's speak it into existence. Uh, the, the trek to Canton. We'll actually be back in Canton. Uh, July 4th weekend for the USFL championship game that's taking place there at Tom Benson Stadium. Um, But what what a great event taking place on Father's Day weekend. A great Father's Day gift idea. And it's not just for the dads. I mean, this is a great family event.
0: We wanted to make it fun for the whole family. So we certainly have the, the dad and kid activities where the fathers can engage their kids, be interactive, be experienced around you know hall of famers and football legends nfl alumni and a proximity they probably will never get again we also have the moms huddles we're going to take care of the moms and make sure that they've got uh, some pamperings some football 101 some keynotes from some amazing women who are going to pour into them as well
2: you've had a great uh, response to this from former players who have actively wanted to be involved in this and, and this weekend specifically
0: yeah, I think it's hard anytime you do anything your first time and and on short notice, nonetheless. But we've had Anthony Munoz, and Mike Singletary, and Sean Alexander, David Tyree, Bob Golick. Uh, the list goes on. We've got a, a long list of alumni who are going to be a part of this event and Hall of Famers, and we're so excited to welcome all of them. And we still have players coming in and wanting to join now that they're finding out about it fatherhoodfestival.com is the website.
1: Yeah, I have talked to both the guys uh, about this so far Justin, but um, you know, it's such a great tie-in with the sport of football because you get so many stories from guys who, you know, maybe didn't have a father in their life, but that a youth football coach or high school coach became that surrogate father figure. Uh, this kind of ties in that. You know, as you said it's an event for the family. For so many out there, football is family. Uh, that they grew up with, and that was a big part of it. Uh, I'm curious to tie in there with the sport of football, with an event like this, promoting better fatherhood.
0: it's, It's interesting you say that because as we started to go back into the archives and look at some of the Hall of Fame speeches, many of them, in fact, a majority of them reference family or the roles of father right, in the Hall of Fame speeches. and You just see the pictures after the game and the family, you know, after someone wins a Super Bowl or a championship, right? The first people that come on the field are the kids and the, and the family. There's so many great photos of that. So it is a part of the sport. It's a part of the game. It's ingrained in there. And so many kids from their youth have great memories playing the game of football. And it's a memory oftentimes they had with their dad or with their family. And we're hoping to recreate some of that and allow them to have that experience in Canton, Ohio, with the Hall of Fame Village, but also then to take that back home with them and continue to experience it in their backyards and in their own neighborhoods.
2: This is not uh, a hard event for, for a last-minute planner, by the way. If, if people are hearing this, let everyone know kind of the run of events because it starts Friday. I know there's a movie night at Tom Benson Stadium there where they play the Hall of Fame game. It's right next to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This, uh, you're allowed to tour the hall as a part of this as well. Tell us about everything that you can do.
0: So Friday evening, we kick things off with a movie night in Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, as you said. We're showing American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. Very excited about showing that film. Um, We also are going to honor some underdogs. We've got a former uh, NFL athlete who uh, has overcome some significant disabilities to be able to play, as well as a legless man, uh, Dave Stevens. He's amazing as an announcer and a broadcaster. And he's going to be there as well and honoring some children who've overcome obstacles in their lives with the Underdog Awards. So it'll be a very special evening to start things off. Saturday is where the event really happens. We kick things off in the morning with the opening ceremony and the Fatherhood Festival really begins. We've got the dad combine on the field, which is football drills and life skills. We've got the dad zone, which are interactive sponsor activities and the dad games, which are tailget activities and even some Spartan race activations as well. And then we've got the Moms Huddle, of course, as I mentioned. We then move into the closing ceremony, the Hall of Fame Dad Awards. Ed McCaffrey and family will be one of those that we're awarding, as well as some others from the community. We have the Overtime Event with David Tyree, where he'll be sharing his story and his testimony. And then we go into the Jordan Davis concert that evening. Uh, Mr. By Dirt himself from Nashville will be singing and bringing the house down. Sunday includes a brunch and Hall of Fame tour. And it's really a full-fledged weekend for the entire family.
2: And it's, what, 25 bucks? Did I I see that right at the website?
0: Yeah, $25 gets you into Fridays and Saturdays activities, the movie night, the Fatherhood Festival, as well as the Jordan Davis concert. You can't find a better deal out there.
2: For sure. Justin Batt, uh, the creator of the Fatherhood Festival. Again, fatherhoodfestival.com for more information. Justin, thanks for your partnership with this. We're we're thrilled to be a part of it in, in some small way. And uh, hopefully some, uh, some listeners both here across the middle Tennessee area and across the Outkick Network make the trek to Canton. If they've been looking for a reason, this is a great opportunity.
0: Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate your support as well. We will be announcing a simulcast for those listeners that are out of reach, cannot make it live, and a lot of some activities for you to do at home. And you'll also be able to join some of the main events uh, during the day. So look out for that as well.
2: That's awesome. Hey, uh, we'll see you on the bus maybe next year. We'll crank it up and get going. Let's do it. In the meantime, you're here in Nashville. Meet us at 6 and Peabody. Come on down. I'll,
1: I'll make my way over. Appreciate you,
2: man. Uh, this is the guys. Fatherhood Festival. Uh, fun for the whole family. Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium coming up over Father's Day weekend. Again, fatherhoodfestival.com for more information.
1: Can't wait to get back up to the Hall of Fame for the USFL championship. Yeah. We'll be up there without kick the tailgate uh, July 2nd and 3rd. So looking forward to that.
2: Tour the hall again. Indeed. Get to go, uh,
1: go see John McClain's bus. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait.
2: <laughs> uh, that, that's uh, no doubt. That, ro- uh, that robust bus. We, we must go and view that every time we're there. David Tyree. Maybe we'll see the helmet from the helmet catch there. He's next.